Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by Dreams by Design Travel. Dreams by Design wants your vacation to be a happy adventure where families can have fun together. They believe that a magical vacation begins with careful planning, and that is exactly what you will receive with this authorized Disney vacation planner. Remember, services are free, and make sure to tell your travel planner that the Disney Parks Podcast sent you. So visit dreamsbydesigntravel.com today. And now, the Disney Parks Podcast infotainment segment. We have a very special show. We have one of our favorite people, one of our listeners, one of our fans, one of our friends, one of our Disney friends. Patreon. Uh, Patreon partner has uh, recently gone on a very special trip and he is going to share his thoughts and reviews about a place that I desperately want to go to and that's Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea. Everybody, welcome to the show, our good friend Corey Hemfling. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Doing excellent. Thank you guys. How are you? Fantastic. Absolutely. So uh but when we get started, one of the things we always like to do is we like to ask how your Disney journey began. When did you first start coming to the parks? Uh, well, for me, it started, I think, basically at birth. I'm uh, actually a native-born Floridian, uh, born in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I believe my parents started taking me. I was born in 1980, so probably before one years old. I, I, I don't know exactly when, but very young. So grew up two hours away and I have two brothers. So we did family trips all the time to Walt Disney World. So I have very fond memories and I can probably chat with you guys about old attractions that I miss at, you know, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, that I hold dear to my heart, uh, going to growing up as a kid. So I'm been a kind of a Disney fan my whole life. Wow. That is uh, that's a long time to be a Disney fan. Yeah. And it's weird yeah. because uh, we've run into this with other people, too, that you've gone and, and maybe have no memory of some of those early trips. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't remember what my earliest memory is, but stuff I do remember, like in Epcot attractions that I have, pretty good memories of that I loved was like horizons. Um, and then I think it was GM was it called world of motion before test track. Um, Oh yeah. The name of the attraction skipping my mind, but I, I remember that. I remember it was an omni mover and part of it came outside the building, went back in, it was all about transportation. And, um, so those two attractions, I remember sea base alpha a lot. My brothers and I loved all those attractions. Um, yeah, Epcot was, uh, growing up, always my favorite. Um, 
out of Walt Disney World. I didn't make it to Disneyland California until I was 18. So I was really like a Walt Disney World. All I knew was Walt Disney World. And then when I finally made it to California, I was like, wow, this is similar, but so different. So, um, and then again, I, I actually did work for the company in college uh, oh, really? as a part-time cast member for a couple of years. Um, and that's where I met my wife, Feli. She was a um, cast member as well. We, we technically actually met in college, but um, we both worked at Disney as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, b- both of us are just big Disney nerds. <laughs> all right. So uh, what did you all do when you worked uh, for Disney? Uh, I was, let's see, I started off, I was, was part-time. I worked actually at uh, La Nuba. I was a um, usher. Um, so I seen, I saw that show probably a couple hundred times, uh, working there. Obviously I got to know some of the, the cast and stuff that was kind of fun and seeing a lot of the backstage stuff. So it was kind of a, I got put into that spot right from the beginning when I got hired and loved it. So I kind of basically stayed there my whole Disney career. Like I said, I think it was about two years, two and a half years. Um, I believe I worked for the company, um, and then Feli, she started as part-time cast member at Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland. Right. Um, and she actually moved up and was, she worked for Disney for about eight years. She was a GSM um, for Downtown Disney and Epcot Future World. So she, it became a career for her. And she ultimately ended up leaving in two, 2010. We moved to Seattle where we live now. Um and so she obviously left the company um, after it was like eight, eight and a half years, I believe. Um, and now in Seattle, we're still big Disney fans, Disney nerds, but we go to California a lot more because it's so much closer. Um, and we have a good friend that works for the company in California. So we have a hookup for uh, getting into the parks down there. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. Um, so the jealousy is ridiculous. The level of jealousy right now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I've grown fond of Disneyland just because now I've been so frequently since moving to Seattle in 2010. We've gone pretty regularly, and I, I, I like the proximity of the two parks that you can just walk between them, and there's no headache of hopping on a bus or anything. So I. I still hold Walt Disney World near to my heart, but I've grown a huge liking now for California, uh, Disneyland, and whatnot. So right, right. Um, so were you sad to see Lanuba go? Uh, yes and no. I mean, like I said, I saw it so many times that I, I was just like, oh, I'm assuming they'll probably do a new show at some point, just because it's been running so long. So if Hit or miss. I, I like I. I worked there in two thousand and uh, it's two thousand three, four and five, I believe. <laughs> so it was a while ago, um, and I haven't seen the show probably since like two thousand eight, oh, okay. um, two thousand nine. So it's been a while, but um, but yeah, it, I I think it ultimately will be good for downtown Disney. Or I always call, I, I moved away before it was Disney Springs, so yeah. it's hard for me to call it Disney Springs, but. It'll be. I think a new show will help the West Side a lot. So I'm looking forward to when they get that up and running. And the next time we make a trip, um, when it is up and running, we'll definitely have to go check it out. Yeah, yeah, sounds exciting. Um, so tell us a little bit. Uh, you just made a trip to Tokyo Disney. 
So tell us, uh, like, what's the overall uh, impression, uh, you know, from somebody that's worked in some of the parks here in the States, what's the overall impression when you get to Tokyo Disney? Yeah, so so just real quick, too. Um, so Tokyo Disney is actually our fourth, second international. We've done Paris. We did that one three years ago. Uh, we did uh, Disneyland Paris and got to experience that, and that was a blast. Uh, so we're on a mission. We'll eventually, Shanghai and Hong Kong are obviously our next two. Uh, Shanghai will probably be next. But, um, yeah, so Tokyo, uh, Japan in general, has been a place my wife and I have wanted to go to for a long time. Mm. And um, we, partly because of Disney, every, everything we hear about, like you guys say, everything you hear about the seas, it's, it's like a mecca. It's like the, the Disney of Disney, right? So uh, besides just wanting to experience and go to Japan, Disney, uh, Tokyo Disney was always a place we want to do. So, um, yeah, it's, it's in Tokyo. It's outside probably about 35, 45 minutes, um, outside of kind of central Tokyo. So it's not, it's easy train ride or bus ride depending on where you're at in Tokyo. Uh, so the experience getting there is pretty easy, pretty seamless. Uh, once you arrive, they have a, um, they have a resort monorail line that connects the two parks. Uh, you can't walk. It's not like California. You can't walk between the gates. Uh, you do have to take, I think they might have a bus, but the resort monorail goes to the two resorts. And then I believe a couple of the hotels as well. Um, but one, one thing that surprised us is you actually have to pay to ride their uh, resort monorail. It's not free. Really? Huh? Yes. Yep. <laughs> it falls under the Tokyo Metro um, so just like any of the trains around Tokyo, you ride, you use, you can pay yen or you can use, you know, your, uh, tap card. They're called IC cards. And you use that just like you do anywhere in Tokyo on the resort line. So when we hopped on it, we're like, Oh, we have to pay. We didn't, you know, coming from the U S um, you never pay to ride the monorail. So, uh, caught us a little off guard, but you know, whatever it's, um, you know, it was the only, you know, big surprise. We're like, Oh, but, uh, yeah. so yeah, so they connect, uh, the parks, the hotels. Um, we did, so we bought uh, a three day pass the way they, you know, they have park hopper passes, but the way they do it, at least there. And I, I haven't purchased tickets here in the States in so long because of either working there or having friends that work there. So I, I'm a bit behind with how they do it here in the States, but, uh, the three day pass was, uh, you pick which park you want to go on to go to day one and day two. And then day three is uh, park hopping, uh, Disney ability park hop. So we picked, uh, Tokyo Disneyland for day one and Tokyo Disney sea day two. And then, uh, day three was, um, our, our, our hopping day. So, um, our friend suggested that had been, she's like, do Disneyland first, you know, to build up, the excitement, the fun, it, it, you kind of already know it because you've done the, the, the parks in the States. Um, and it kind of builds the excitement too when you go the next day to Tokyo Sea. So we took her suggestion and did that, and we're totally happy we did that. And we highly recommend anyone that's doing it do, if you're going for multiple days, definitely do uh, Tokyo Disneyland first and then seas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do you want me to hop right into kind of what, Tokyo Disneyland's like, or you got any yeah. questions for yeah, yeah. before I do? Or? Yeah, jump right into uh, what Tokyo Disney's like. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, right off the bat, one of the big differences, instead of uh, a main street, they have what's called a World Bazaar. Um, it's, I mean, it feels very similar to Main Street. Uh, 
one of the biggest differences though is it has a roof over all of even the outside is all roof kind of like a bazaar maybe you um which is kind of cool and i think it's partially because of the weather they get a lot of rain monsoon season is can be pretty bad there they, get, they also get snow you know this winter you know i think tokyo disney got a few days of snow so i think i'm assuming they did partially because of the weather um so it's kind of neat a little different you know right off the bat um and then um just like all the parks you know builds up into you see the castle and i their castle is also um cinderella's castle like in florida right uh so it's, it looks very similar to the florida castle um and uh, it's a lot more open in that central kind of plaza than, you know, even Magic Kingdom. Uh, Disneyland, obviously, is really small, um, but it's a big kind of open area, uh, which is nice, you know, helps with the crowds. Uh, parks laid out uh, uh, very similar to California, very similar to uh, Disneyland Paris, um, you know, Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland to your right, uh, followed by Toontown, Fantasyland, Cruiser Country. Uh, they have Western land instead of adventure land, uh, or excuse me, Western land instead of frontier land, um, and then adventure land. And, um, so again, all, most of the attractions you guys have rode, um, whether in Florida or California, um, some of the big differences is their monsters Inc attraction is uh, very different than the California one in the sense it's kind of neat. Uh, you're on, uh, when you're on the ride attraction, you have these flashlights and you go through, you know, the ride shows and you, sh you try to find like the monsters and you shot your flashlight, you know, kind of like Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blaster, but you're not really, you don't get points or anything. You're just using your flashlight to, to find the monsters throughout the, you know, the show sets. Um, so it's kind of fun, a little more interactive maybe than like the California Monsters Inc. Um, attraction. Um, and that one's in Tomorrowland. Uh, so we did enjoy that a lot. And then probably the attraction that everyone loves in Tokyo Disneyland and the one everyone re recommended, like get your fast pass right away is Winnie the Pooh. Um, so we did that. We got our fast pass for that right away. Cause it builds up. I mean, as soon as we got into the parks, it, it probably had a 45 minute wait right away. Um, so that one's a great, it's one of those trackless systems that, um, Ratatouille users, I believe, in Paris. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't. I we didn't go on Ratatouille when we were in Paris. Um, it was in the studios, and we actually didn't make it to the studios. But um, so it uses that same track list, and it's um again, it's since it's that the the big difference is that they can do a lot more. It's kind of like the Luigi dancing cars, also in California, where there's a a, a show scene in the attraction where you know, they spin around and you're kind of, you're in the, the honey, you know, who's honey barrel thing. And you're in there and you're like spinning around. It's like kind of like dancing around and, you know, it can kind of, I guess it can kind of do random, you know, moves it like you're with three or four different of these honey jars and move around. And, um, so it just makes the attraction a little more fun, obviously maybe a little more, uh, uh, unpredictable as opposed to the, you know, more old school Omnimover or, you know, those track type systems. So, uh, those two are the ones I'd recommend definitely to anyone. If you can only do two attractions at Tokyo Disney, those two, because they are so different from what we have in the States. But we, we were fortunate enough. We were able to ride, uh, a lot of attractions. We did space mountain, Star Wars, 
Also, if you're a big fan of Star Tours, the Japanese are not. So the wait time was literally like, it always said four minutes. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, my six-year-old, she had never done the attraction, partially because every time in California, it's always a really long wait. And I'm not a huge fan of Star Tours. I, again, I remember going to it a lot in Florida, but I, as a kid, I liked it. Now as an adult, it's, uh, it's kind of jerky, and it's just it's not one of my favorite anymore. But my daughter was like, oh, can we do Star Tours? I was like, yeah, it's four minute wait. Let's go on. So she had a blast. We rode it a couple times. And it's, I believe, the same. I haven't rode it since it was the original Star Tours. I, I haven't done the new one. So it was kind of cool to get to experience the new, the new Star Tours, um, especially without having to wait for it. And what's fun is, you know, through the queue, uh, 3PO, C3PO is talking, is speaking in Japanese, you know, it's in English, so that was kind of fun to, to hear him speaking another language. Um, and uh, uh, we did most of the attractions in Fantasyland. Uh, we, did, we didn't get to Splash Mountain. We wanted to do Splash, didn't get to. Um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is very similar to the California one. It seems a little bit longer than the Florida attraction, but a little shorter than the California one. Um, it has the Blue Bayou restaurant kind of set up very similar to how it is in California. Um, so we were at the Haunted Mansion, uh, again, very similar. Like I said, a lot of these attractions pretty much, you know, very, very similar to what you guys rode. But um, uh, every, they, I guess when they built this, obviously they learned from the other parks. A little bit more space walking through certain areas than what we're used to maybe at Magic Kingdom or in Disneyland. So okay. while it may be crowded, you do have more space, which, funny enough, in Tokyo, you would think you wouldn't have the space. It is a very crowded, very dense city. So it, it was kind of nice that they did build it, you know, to, to handle the bigger crowds. Um, but yeah, we, we did watch, oh, so for shows, we watched the, we only watched the uh, nighttime electrical parade um, at Tokyo Disneyland, and that was a lot of fun. It, I remember watching Spectral Magic a lot uh, in Florida. Uh, I grew up watching that a ton, I remember. So it was fun watching the electrical parade, um, and I think it was the first time our girls got to see. Usually, you know, they're still pretty young, one's six or one's two. We don't often in California and Florida, we don't often say too late just because they're pretty knocked out. So I think this is the first time they got to see the electrical parade. When Florida hasn't, when's the last time Florida ran a nighttime parade? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably almost a year now. Uh, it's longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say at least a year and a half, two years, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, quite certain they haven't seen the one in Florida. We were actually in Florida last November and did Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Uh, but I know we didn't, uh, we didn't stay super late, but, um, but yeah, you know, anyway, so we got to sit down and watch that and it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, kind of my take on Disneyland. Any, any questions? I hope I didn't blabber on too much. No, it's great. Uh, what attractions, do they have that we don't have? And and when I say we, what I mean is Walt Disney World. I know it's going to be tough because you haven't been here in a while, but for the most part, was there yeah. anything that, like, Disneyland Paris has the Pinocchio ride. Uh, we don't have that. Um, do you remember any that stick out that that are different? 
Uh, yeah. Yep. So yeah, po- Pinocchio. Um, they also had that Pinocchio's Daring Journey, uh, which it just like California, I believe has. Yeah, California has it as well, and wrote it there. Um, so yes, yeah, so they do have that. Um, oh, they have um, Roger Who Framed Roger Rabbit attraction in Toontown. Um, I don't believe Florida has that, right? No. Nope. Yeah. Yep. So they do have the the Roger Rabbit ride. Uh, let's see. The one big difference too is they don't have a train that goes around the entire park. They do have a Disneyland train, but it stays basically kind of in Western Land. It goes through Western Land, Critter Country, and Adventureland. Huh. So you don't see a train station right out front. You know, no train goes by the whole around the whole park. So that's a little different there too. Um, and let's see. So, oh, they had they have their version of uh, Turtle Taco Crush, but it's Stitch. Oh, yeah, they have that at Paris. Ooh. That's awesome. oh, okay. Yeah, they have that. They have that over at uh, the Walt Disney Studios in Paris, and it's awesome. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Stitch <laughs> it, guy. You know, it, it was all in Japanese. We we watched we watched it, and we're like. Everyone's laughing, and we're like, oh, okay, we don't really know what's going on, but it's, it was cool to experience it. Sure. Wow. Um, so, yes, they have that. Let's see. Their Space Mountain is more like California's. It's, I think Florida is the most is the more unique Space Mountain of any of them, I believe. I, I could be wrong. Um, but I, one of the things I loved about the Florida one is how it has the two separate queues and the, you know, ride tracks and um, I remember when I went to California and I rode it, I was like, oh, this is not as cool. I think I always thought the Florida one was cooler because they had the two, um, the two, you know, the two queues and two separate rides or whatever. So, um, anyway, so yeah, the, their, um, Space Mountain is more like California. Uh, let's see, Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Small World. They do have, let's see, let me think. <sighs> yeah, um, like I said, it's it's very similar. Um, Disneyland Paris kind of too reminded me a lot of you know Disneyland California. Um, I loved it. John. Did you do the the maze, the hedge maze in Paris? That yeah. was fun. We enjoyed that a lot. No, the the guy that I was there with was not going to have any of that. So we we do the maze. <laughs> let me let me ask you this question. Oh. <laughs> uh, at Disneyland Paris, a lot of the announcements for the major things like the the fireworks show. They did in, in like six different uh, six different um, uh, languages. How how easy is it to be in Disneyland in Tokyo? Do they make it easy for English speaking uh, folks to be there, or do they have multiple languages, or is it just primarily Japanese and that's it? Uh, yeah, yeah, just just like I think Paris. Um, it, it was. I thought quite easy that they did multiple language announcements. Um, there was, there's English everywhere. Uh, I don't know if Disney is also taking to, but Tokyo is prepping for the 2020 Olympics. So everywhere in Tokyo, I, so this is our first time. So I don't know what it was like prior, but people have been telling us that, uh, they've been prepping for the Olympics. So they've been putting up a lot more signage in English, uh, and we noticed everywhere in Japan, it was easy. I mean, there was a lot of English, so we had no issues getting around Tokyo, especially. So I don't know if Disney has also been doing that recently. Um, again, because we had never been prior, so I don't know what it's like. But yes, it's very easy to get around. The hardest parts were, like I said, going on like that Lilo and Stitch uh, Turtle Talk show, 
all in Japanese, so we don't know really what they're saying. So stuff like that, you're not going to follow. Or if you're writing a new attraction, uh, again, since we had wrote most of these attractions, we know the story, we knew what was going on. But if you go on an attraction you've never done and it's in Japanese, it might, you might have a little bit of trouble following maybe the story since if you don't speak Japanese, you, you don't understand it. But again, we, I've done all these attractions many, many times. So you know, it, it, we, we didn't have issues. And I don't think, I don't think anyone should worry about going there. And it, it's, you know, the, one thing is the Japanese don't speak a lot of English either. And it goes for even in Disney. They, some of them spoke English pretty well. Most of them very badly or they, I've heard a lot, there are a lot of, they're kind of nervous to speak it. So yeah. speaking to them can be a little difficult, um, but they're, they're very helpful, very friendly. They'll help you out as best as they can. So, yeah, I, I remember, I, um, I think the parks here in the States, used to have like translation uh, devices you could wear, uh, you know, if you wanted to speak French or Spanish or Japanese or whatever. And if you went on an attraction, it would, I mm. guess, say those announcements for you uh, in those languages. I wonder if they have that in Japan <laughs> reverse for English. Yeah, that, yeah, I'd be curious about that. I don't know. I didn't think that, I didn't know they offered that in here in the States. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, before we leave Disneyland and cross over to Disney mm-hmm. Sea, I have one selfish question. Uh, how's their haunted mansion? Uh oh. Haunted- I, I yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, that's one of my favorite all time favorite attractions. Um, so it, I, they, it's. I don't think they did the same updates that like Florida did. With there's not the lady that killed her husbands or whatever that show scene that wasn't in their haunted mansion. Um, but they had the banquet hall scene. Most of it was, it was pretty close to the same. So you you would go on it and you know it exactly, you know, you could, you know, you'll be like, yep, this, this is all the same. So it's almost identical. So Mm. nice. All right. Um, let's cross over. Let's go to the yeah. location that I want to go to almost as I as much as I want to go to uh Shanghai, Tokyo Disney. Mm-hmm. Right. So, tell us about that place. Yeah. Yeah, so so that was our second day. Um and we we're all super excited. Um I, I'll say, you know, it we had so many people build build it up to us and you know, people often say, Oh, you get so disappointed because something got you know, the, the buildup was so much and it, it's a letdown. I, Seas did not disappoint. I, I'll say that. We, we're blown away. It, it's, it's a beautiful park. They did a, a fabulous job with the theming, the, the attraction. It, and I will say both, and I'll, let me jump real quick, about both parks and about Japan in general. Japan is an extremely clean country. Extremely clean. The Japanese are, they pick up after themselves. You don't see trash anywhere. Everything looks brand new. So the same goes for the Disney parks there. Both parks just kept up very nicely. Um, so, you know, it, you go into seas and it feels like it may have just opened like, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It, it's just the, the parks are fantastic. I mean, so, yeah, so we're blown away. You, you go through the Mediterranean Harbor is the first uh, port. So it's, it's broken up into ports. 
uh, seven ports, I believe they have <laughs> ports of call or whatever they call it. Um, and uh, Mediterranean Harbor is kind of the gateway one you enter through, and their centerpiece is Mount Prometheus, is what you see kind of around, kind of like the castle. That's Mount Prometheus is that focal point of the park, which houses two attractions. Uh, I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, and, um, but then off to your left, you have the American waterfront, which kind of includes a New York from like the 1920s, maybe. I, I'm not sure what decade they, in older style New York, Brooklyn feel. And Cape Cod is the other part of the American waterfront that uh, they kind of built. They have a, a cruise liner there that's not a real cruise liner, but you know, it's meant to look like it looks like floating in the water. It's the, the, the SS Columbia. Um, I don't know what the significance of that ship is, if, or if they totally made it up, I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, so the waterfront, the American waterfront to your left, um, directly. Oh, so, and Mediterranean Harbor has the Venetian gondolas. We say that it was our very last attraction on our third day. So we left the park third night, rode it in the evening. It was a very magical, it was a great attraction to hold to the end, fun riding it uh, at night. Absolutely fabulous. Listening to your gondolier speaking between Japanese and Italian was, it, it was great singing in Italian, speaking in Japanese. It was, it was, a, it was a fun attraction. Um, so we basically headed straight for mysterious Island, <laughs> excuse me, the port called mysterious Island. That's Mount Prometheus. The two big attractions there, well, the two only attractions is journey to the center of the earth and 20,000 leagues under the sea. And that's why so, I want to go. <laughs> excuse me. Hmm? And that's why I want to go. Yes. And again, as a kid, I rode 20,000 leagues in Florida many times. I missed that attraction. I, I rode Nemo in California is the closest we have now. So yep. um, I was super excited to see, okay, what is 20,000 leagues here in Japan? Like, is it the same? Is it different? Uh, very uh, different attraction, uh, similar feel. They improved it a lot in the sense now you ride in these little mini submarines that hold six people, very easy to load and unload passengers compared to the old 20,000. Um, but they do have, so real quick, in the middle of Mysterious Island, there's a big lagoon. Um, and they have one of the old Nautilus subs. I don't know if it's old, but they have the Nautilus sub from the original attraction sitting in the lagoon. So I was so excited to see that. It was like, it was, I was like, yes, there's the, there's the, the, the old ride. But um, anyway, so you board the, these mini subs and the ride show, it's uh, a track system. And it, it was, it was fun. Absolute blast. It's just a dark ride. It's not, it's, you know, it's not a fast ride at all. It's, you know, a, a slow attraction. I don't, I, I don't like, you know, like moves like, Haunted Mansion, I guess, right. speed. Uh, but it's a submarine adventure, you know, taking you through the story of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, we loved it. Our, our girls loved it. The beauty of that attraction, too, it never had longer than a five-minute queue. What? Um, yeah. It, I, I, guess, I don't know if it's just not as popular. Again, it's not a fast ride, so if people are looking for thrills, you don't ride 20,000 Leagues. It's yeah. a, just a dark ride. So we rode it probably three or four times just because it was a short queue and we, we loved it. You see the, the mer people or whatever they call that are kind of 
under, you know, you, well, you get the giant squid and then you have like the mer people. I, I'm haven't read 20,000 leagues, so I don't know the story. Yeah. Um, I haven't read the book yet, although I want to now because of the attraction, but, um, so yeah, it, uh, fun, fun attraction. Again, much improved from the old one just because uh, now it's so easy for them to load the way they designed it, easy to load and unload. Uh, um, so yeah, great. We loved it. Um, Journey to the Center of the Earth, one of the busiest attractions in C. So we got fast passes for that right away. Uh, always it, the shortest queue, I want to say, was 40, 45 minutes up to you know 75 to 80 minutes. So Journey to the Center of the Earth, much uh, busier. So plan for that to get your fast pass for that right away. Um, it, I believe it's the test track system, uh, but totally different. It's very uh, claustrophobic feeling because you're going through the earth, you know, it, it's a blast. It, I loved it. It's probably my favorite attraction in all of Tokyo. I, I read, I read that, that Jules Verne book. So going on that attraction, it's like, like you, John, I wanted to get to see because of that attraction. So I was so excited to go on it. We all, we all had a blast. Well, two year old couldn't ride that one, but three of us, we were able to do the parent swap and, uh, uh, ride during the center of the earth. And, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and, uh, definitely it's easy to ride. Like I said, it's like cars, you know, racers or, you know, test track style. So, uh, no, no upside down. It's not a roller coaster or anything. So, uh, great fun ride. Uh, so leaving Mysterious Island, going to Mermaid Lagoon, having two little kids, this was, we spent a lot of time in Mermaid Lagoon. And, and one of the things, what we love, my wife and I love about Disney is most of the attractions, almost any age can go on. So right. in both parts, you know, we went with a two-year-old. There's so many attractions we could ride. Mermaid Lagoon obviously was the kitty area, so they had a lot of kitty rides. But still, that it's an indoor um, uh, lagoon, and just absolutely beautiful inside. The, the colors, the, it just you feel like you're in this coral reef underwater. Just it, it, it's really great. Even if you just to walk through there. You know, most of the rides are real kind of kitty cheesy. Worth going on. We had fun. We went on, I think, all the attractions inside. They have, you know, like a playground in there. They have a restaurant, a gift shop, uh, but just beautifully built, themed. Uh, just, it, it was a lot of fun in there. So I highly recommend that. It's a great indoor place, especially if you're in Tokyo in the summertime. Like Florida, it's extremely hot and humid. So it was, we escaped in there a couple of times because of the heat. Uh, just to to get the AC, but um, highly recommend Mermaid, Mermaid Lagoon. Recommended. It was it was a blast. Uh, moving on to the Arabian Coast, uh, they have a uh, carousel there, a double decker carousel, and they have the Sinbad's uh, what's it called? Sinbad's Storybook Voyage hmm. boat ride, like uh, Small World. Uh, so you know, a nice kind of just relaxing boat ride through the story of Sinbad with a very, very small world feel. Uh, the characters are that size, that, that kind of look. And it, it reminded me of small world, a lot, a lot of singing in Japanese. So we didn't know exactly what they were talking about or singing, but it was a fun one. Uh, obviously again, another fam very family friendly attraction and unique to Tokyo. And I'll say right off the bat, most of the attractions in seas are unique 
to Tokyo Sea unless they did it at um, Shanghai. I don't know the attractions there. So some of these might be been built there since. I'm not sure. But most of them here, I believe, are unique, um, with the exception of two big ones I can think of. And the next one, John, I wonder if you wrote at Disneyland Paris, they have in Tokyo, Tokyo Seas is called Raging Spirits. And I read that it's the same roller coaster as Indiana Jones in Paris. I didn't get to ride it there, but uh, did you get to ride it? Uh, I wrote it three times. Wow. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, it's a very <laughs> tight space, but it's a looping coaster. It was really cool. Yep. So I've read that this Raging Spirits here in Tokyo Seas is uh, basically the same as Indiana Jones in Paris. So that one was um, a non-unique attraction. And then they have in, okay, so, sorry, I'm kind of jumping ahead. So uh, that was Arabian Coast. We didn't spend a lot of time there. We did the the boat ride, um, and that was about it. The next one's called the Lost River Delta. That has the Raging Spirits roller coaster. Um, I'm sorry, let me take a There are three attractions now I can think of. Uh, Lost River Delta also has Indiana Jones, uh, which is just like the California Indiana Jones attraction. Nice. So we didn't ride it. We didn't ride it because we've done it in California plenty of times. It's not, it's not one of my favorite, being the only reason because it's a very jerky and it makes my back hurt every time I ride it. I love Indiana Jones, love the movies, but... I, I just can't ride the ride very often just because it's a very jerky attraction. Yeah. But they do have that at Tokyo Seas. Um, and then moving on from Lost River Delta, you get to Port Discovery, which was one of my favorite ports. Uh, there in Mysterious Island are probably my two favorite ports. Port Discovery was great. Uh, it had uh, It's kind of set up like a scientific research water, you know, underwater science area. They have a Finding Nemo attraction, which was a lot of fun. We rode that a couple times. It's a kind of like a simulator, like Star Tours, but a lot more mellow, more kid-friendly. Our two-year-old was able to ride it, and she loved it, being, you know, loves Nemo and stuff. So we rode that, and, uh, you know, they shrink you down to the size of a fish, and you kind of go on this adventure with Nemo and friends. Um, And that's important discovery. And then the other attraction in Port Discovery that I absolutely loved was, it's called Aquatopia. I, I, I think taking the name from Aquatopia in California, but you ride these little, little boats that are like, they look like uh, air, um, aircraft, uh, hovercraft, sorry. You get on these hovercrafts and it basically uses, again, the same technology, the trackless system, but on water, which is really cool. So as soon as Winnie the Pooh or Ratatouille, it has that, uh, trackless ride and you go out into this lagoon and you do these random spinning around going around through this lagoon with all the other little hovercrafts and we we loved it we all had a blast on that attraction we rode that at least twice uh very fun kind of again all of us could ride it um and uh it was just neat because you're on the water but you're still on it, it uses that same trackless system so it's kind of neat to see it and use it see them use it in a different format than they do like here um, in the States or what they have like in Paris. So, um, and then one of the cool things about Port Discovery is they built that port with a view of Tokyo Bay, but the way they built the sight line is there's a big seawall in Port Discovery and then there's Tokyo Bay and it looks like 
the park literally juts up to Tokyo Bay and there's water kind of spewing through a crack in the, the seawall. And it looks like it's water coming from Tokyo Bay. You know, there's like a leak and it, oh, it could, it could burst and let a bunch of water in from the bay. But in reality, there's actually quite a bit of land between the actual park in Tokyo Bay, but they built it up, up on a hill and it's, you know, they designed it specifically so it looked like the park was attached to Tokyo Bay, uh, which was a great idea, I think, you know, being obviously a water a water themed uh, uh, theme park. So Port Discovery was a lot of fun. You can also pick up the electric railway uh, Port Discovery Station from there to the American Waterfront. And uh, it was a fun little train ride, elevated train that goes through Port Discovery, uh, Cape Cod, and then to New York. Um, and uh, let's see. So jumping to Cape Cod, a uh, very cool themed area. No real attractions. They have a cool uh, lunch dinner show in the sense that it's a quick serve restaurant. You just go up, get your food. And then they kind of, we didn't know this at the time. It was kind of funny. We went and ate there, got our food. They kind of escort you into this, uh, dining area, which was weird. Cause like everywhere else, you just go find your own seat. And we walk in there and there, there's a, a show going. So it was like a really cheap, uh, you know, character, dinner show that we had and it's the big character if you guys know is duffy in tokyo disney sea have you heard of duffy oh yeah yeah we're very familiar with duffy and all his friends (laughs) yes um yeah very duffy is extremely popular in japan so um, you see a lot of him in Tokyo City, especially. Uh, and then, so this show was Duffy and some friends, but it also had Mickey, Minnie, and uh, our, our girls loved it. You know, we had dinner and got to sit there, relax a little bit, watch the show they put on. It was like a 15-minute show, and they did like, I think, three different variation little productions while we were sitting there, so that was really neat. Um and that was our most kind of interaction with Duffy. We don't really know much about Duffy, but other than seeing him everywhere, he has a couple of his own store, dedicated shops, you know, that you can buy just Duffy merchandise. I, I, I'll get into the merchandise in a moment. It's That's in a league of its own here in Tokyo Disney. But uh, So the American Waterfront Cape Cod, then you get to the New York um, uh, area. You have that boat, which um, houses, they have Turtle Taco Crush there. We didn't do it again. We've done it. Um, as I'm telling you, yeah, there's, I guess more attractions that are the same, but they do have turtle crush. And then the big attraction there is tower of terror. And I will say, I, uh, we wrote it because I was told, write it. It's different. And we did. And I'm so glad the ride mechanic is basically the same as the Florida one. I see the California one has changed a lot now and it's quite different, but the Tokyo one is very similar to Florida, but the story is all different. So it was really cool to, to do Tower of Terror and have a totally different experience uh, with the story. Not tw- It's not uh, Twilight Zone. Like Florida, I, I think I read somewhere that the Japanese don't really know what Twilight Zone was, so they, they figured it wouldn't be very popular. So they came up with this whole new story about, I, I, I won't go into, I don't want to ruin anything, so you guys go if you write it, but it's about this adventurer and his collecting these artifacts. So uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun writing Tower of Terror, even though I brought it you know, a thousand times in Florida. Um, it was still fun to write it and see that different story. And you don't, again, you don't have for this one, they do such a good job. And Disney does this. You guys know in general that it's in Japanese, but 
they tell the story so well that you don't actually, for this, you really didn't have to understand what they were saying to know exactly what was going on. And they, I, I thought that was great that I knew exactly, oh, okay, this is what, what they do. Okay, blah, blah. And like, oh, okay, cool. So, um, sorry, I'm kind of mumbling here. But uh, anyway, so, so yeah, definitely do Power of Terror there, even if you wrote it. Um, totally different story, really cool. Um, and then back to Mediterranean Harbor, like I said, we did the Venetian uh, gondolas, which was a lot of fun. Um, and they also offer um, steam steamer ships, uh, boat rides that you can pick up that take you kind of to the different ports. You can ride from like Mediterranean Harbor to the Arabian coast. Um, I believe there's a stop in Port Discovery, Lost Delta, Lost River Delta. And it, you know, kind of just takes you around the park so you can get on and off and ride that. Um, there's a boat ride and all the harbors and ports are connected one way or the other. So the boats kind of can go all the way around the park and uh, whatnot, which is really cool to always see the boats and very active waterways, which is really cool to see and uh, fun to, to ride the boats on. Um, so yeah, I, I, I could probably talk about Tokyo Disney Sea all, all night, but I'll, I'll try to cut it off here. But yeah, that's kind of the gist. Kind of, we, we loved it. Like I said, it, it lived up to every expectation that was built built onto itself. So yeah. So and then jumping real quick into mer- merchandise, the, the right. Japanese know how to merchandise a lot more unique uh, merchandise, different stuff maybe than that we don't necessarily get in the states. Uh, one example is uh, they have attraction, or excuse me, they have merchandise based on the food they sell. Like uh, there's a fried chicken sandwich, but it's like instead of bread, it's like bread in the shape of uh, Mickey's uh, mitt, you know, his hand, and it's like Chinese. It's it's like a Chinese. Uh, 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 sh- what's the word? Humbao, I, I think maybe is the closest in English, like but a um, but you can buy. Say what? Like a bunbao? Yeah, yeah. So, but you can buy that as like a keychain. It's the exact same thing, but as a as a, a merchandise. So, you know, they they love their food, so they turned it into merchandise, and people buy it. Uh, so, the the merchandise is just incredible. Uh, what they offer and. Uh, it was it was pretty neat just going in all the shops and seeing all the different merchandise uh, that they sell there. Um, oh, I keep forgetting. And then the pop, the popcorn too is super popular. The Japanese love their popcorn and different flavors of popcorn. So between the two parks, there's a bunch of popcorn stands that all sell different flavored pop popcorn. Everywhere from chocolate to uh, shrimp and garlic to uh, honey strawberry popcorn. Um, black pepper popcorn. Wow. We had so many flavors. It was fun just kind of hunting them down because you buy it. And then the popcorn buckets are really popular. So we bought a Chippendale popcorn bucket and you has a little thing you can wear around your neck and you get refills um, at all the different parks. So it was at the different spots in the park. So it was fun trying all the different flavor popcorns uh, that they offered. Um, and then seeing all the popcorn buckets that people are carrying around, you know, everyone from Duffy to the Toy Story ones, the Star Wars, they have Darth Vader one, uh, R- R2-D2, I think, and BB-8 uh, popcorn buckets. So it was amazing seeing all of that. It, like I said, they love their merchandise. So that was that was fun to see and eat all the popcorn. Yeah. I have a, um, I guess they call it their, uh, they have a catalog that they actually print of all the merchandise for, you know, like the fall or the summer. And I recently bought one wow. online just to see all the crazy stuff that they sell. And it is nuts. I am like, 
I'd be broke if I if I lived there. Um, oh yeah, you. Oh man, yeah, it's it's crazy. You would you could spend a whole day just looking at all the merchandise there, yeah. and still like it. Yeah, it's it was it's nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have to get more luggage to bring all the merch home <laughs> on your trip? <laughs> Well, yes, we, everyone said pack an extra duffel bag with you because, and it's not just Disney, the Japanese, I think just, they mastered merchandise and collecting like everywhere you go in Japan, there's all these collectibles and they, they love doing that. So yeah, everyone's like, bring an extra duffel bag because you're probably going to buy stuff everywhere you go in Japan. Um, So sure enough, yes, we came back with a big old duffel bag full of merchandise from Disney and our adventures all over Japan. Yes. It's be ready to spend money on all kinds of fun little things that you trinkets and just, yeah, it's, it's, if people told you that it's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I've heard, you know, well, we've all heard these rumors and stories about all the etiquette that happens in the park. You know, uh, when there's a parade or, or show, everybody sits down it's nice and orderly. There's no pushing and shoving, screaming, yelling. Uh, you know, there's no standing with kids on shoulders and things like that. So is any of that true, Corey? That is all absolutely true. Yes, we when we were watching the parade, everybody sat down. You know, no one put their kid on their shoulders. It was, yeah, we were like, we're sitting down, but are, is everyone going to stand up when it starts? You know, like, right. is this just temporary? But no. We sat down the whole time, and they're very strict about it. Like, we had a stroller. We had to fold up our stroller, you know, tuck it away. And, yes, they they are very kind of, I don't know if only say strict, but everyone follows those rules. And the same goes for their queue lines. Like, some of the attractions all had pretty long queues, but they don't dilly-dally in line. When the line moves, everyone is moving. They're very uh, efficient with getting their their numbers, their OHRC, I believe it's called here in the States, probably is very high there because no one is sitting on their phone and, you know, there's like a 40-foot gap now because they're not paying attention. Everyone was, you know, we're like, okay, we can't look at our phone or anything. We have to pay attention because everyone else is doing it. Um, So, yes, it's true. They're they're pretty strict on that. Yeah. So uh, one of the last things as we start kind of winding down here, uh, you've you've mentioned a couple of cool things like the Duffy Show and everything. What's the entertainment offerings like at the two parks? Yeah, so we didn't we didn't watch a whole lot of shows actually. Um, we were we we were so focused on the attractions. My wife Sally will be like, she she was like, oh, let's go watch this. And I think me and my six year old we kind of outvoted her on some stuff. Like, no, we want to go on this ride. So we didn't watch. Like I said, we we got to see the electrical parade. Uh, we watched that Duffy, uh, Mickey show, that dinner show. They had a water t- in Disney Sea. They have a water parade. Unfortunately, so the day we went to Tokyo Sea that second day was the day the typhoon was actually blowing through uh, Japan. It was blowing through the uh, further south. It was actually going through Osaka. So it wasn't a direct hit to Tokyo, but it was a, we were getting very, very high winds um, in Tokyo, and Disney actually closed a lot of attractions. And, and they, they uh, no boats were allowed to go out on the water, I think, because it just was so windy. So I know that first day we were there, they didn't even do that, that boat show at all. Um, but they do have supposedly a pretty cool boat parade that they do at the seas. 
um, but we didn't get to see that. So I can't talk a lot about any shows um, or praise other than that the nighttime one we saw. That's cool. cool. Uh, all right, real quick. Top three not-to-be-missed attractions at Disneyland or Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah, um, Journey to the Earth for sure. Uh, without a doubt, that would be my number one. Um, I, I would say 20,000 Leagues. Uh, again, I don't know if I'm a little partial to it because I, I wrote it as a kid so much. And it's a different attraction, but, you know, it's it's still, it brought back so many good memories for me. Uh, so those two, uh, Winnie the Pooh in Disneyland for sure uh, is an absolute must-do. So the two big ones in C were those two, and then in Disneyland was Winnie the Pooh and Monster Inc. were a blast in both very unique to uh, Tokyo Disneyland. Wow. All right. Excellent. Uh, anything else? No. All right. No. Well, we can't thank you enough, Corey, for taking time out of your schedule to yeah. to chat with us. And now you, you've made me really, really want to add those two parks. <laughs> Not that I didn't already before. Right. Uh, but, uh, we can't thank you enough and uh, thanks for not only being a Patreon but a friend and uh, we can't wait to uh, to go visit maybe we'll uh, figure out a way to come visit you out on the left coast yeah. and maybe we'll go to uh, yeah. Disney or uh, Shanghai Disney together who yeah. knows hey yeah well we'll let you know when we start planning our trip so yeah let us know never know yeah All right. Uh, cool. well yeah thank you guys for having me on I I it was a lot of fun chatting with you. Yeah, Anytime. and we love yeah. we love hearing uh, and living vicariously through uh, everybody's uh, trips to the other parts. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, I probably probably just opened the door and waved hi to you guys. So if you wanted to give a <laughs> shout out, yep. Tell her we said hello. And my my six year old London, she just said hi as well. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. Cool. Thank you guys. All right. Thank you, and uh, as we like to say around here, we'll see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Light up out of the blue Fate steps in and sees you